Julius II braces themselves for impact, but the enormous radiant mace collides with them hard and knocks them back across the room into a wall. Alexander VI watches from nearby, seated backward in a chair with their head resting on the backs of their hands. They laugh. You're getting stronger, Julius II. A figure in a suit of pearlescent armor, like a fairy tale knight, stands the mace on its butt end. It is taller even than this figure is, and they are enormous. Julius collects themselves. Not strong enough yet. Calixtus III advances across the room to offer a gauntleted hand and pull them to their feet. The afternoon is bright, and a cool breeze blows in through the open windows of the Hell Van as it waits in traffic for the ferry back to Solomon City. Elena is sitting in the driver's seat, happily humming to herself and tapping on the steering wheel. This is a lineup for a ferry, so we're waiting. We are stuck in a van and we're waiting. We have to go back to Solomon City because it was explained to the party that there's no way that they're going to go to a bar smelling like people who have been in the woods for three days or however many days it's been since you started this trip. Mia and Elena are just in the front making conversation about work again and it is so dry and so boring that it's not even worth hashing out. It's just noise. And I'm sure the kids are just bored to death by it. And there's a lot to be bored to death by in the line waiting to get on a ferry. That was ominous. (laughs) Oh, was it? It was a little bit. Oh, I'll keep that in mind for future. Thank you. (laughs) I mean, we know what happens to boats. I would never harm a boat. They're God's most perfect creatures. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Again, that's my job. Don't mess with me. Eventually, I think Elena looks back and is like, so what are you planning on drinking? Do you have your order ready? Um, I was thinking of just sampling some things around. I don't know if I had a real thing. Uh, she's looking over at Maritali's breast pocket where she knows she kept the whiskey before. I, I think that's just it. I'm just going to try some things. Do you have any recommendations or do you have any favorites? Hmm. Daiquiris are a pretty safe bet when you're first drinking. Okay, banana daiquiri. And then she'll look over at Mia. Any recommendations? I'm really not the best person to ask. I tend to, well, drink straight whiskey, so recommendations. God, um... Then she types in straight whiskey. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if it's good, then it should be fine on its own. So we we can do that later. Um, and then she'll look at the <laughs> other two around to see if they have anything in mind. Um, I don't think Flannery's been paying attention to this conversation, actually, because she got bored pretty quickly listening to Mia and Elena talking. <laughs> so <laughs> she's got her earbuds in and is playing a rhythm game on her phone. <laughs> when she hears you speak to her, she takes her headphones out and is like, sorry, what? 
drinks? Uh, drinks. I de- drink ideas. Do you oh, have drink ideas? I oh hmm. I you know your guess is as good as mine. Um, I I never really thought too much about it myself. I've I've definitely had alcohol um, before. Yes, definitely. There is a very very quiet snicker from the front seat. <laughs> there are two very quiet snickers from the front seat. <laughs> Baby currently has their face in Ollie. <laughs> Just like face like buried in the fluff and they put, they pop their head out and look. Sex on the beach. <laughs> what? Sex on the beach. Mm. I Oh, what's in that one again? I'm going to say coffee then. Okay. And she's just going to like turn away. What? Oh. <laughs> Flannery's gonna lean over and try and sneak a peek at Linlin's list of drink recommendations. And the van starts moving forward as the line moves and vehicles are led onto the ferry. Well, I hope you have a wonderful birthday party. Thanks. Wish you could make it, but I, I get it. Yeah, I'd probably get in trouble. Would Mia get in trouble? We'll see about that one. Um, it's uh, honestly a 50-50 at this point. Well, I thank you for coming along and flipping that coin then. Yeah, I've got plenty of things McKay's already crossed with me about, so what's one more? It's an excellent strategy when you think about it. She already owes me anyways. <laughs> it's a bit of a give and take. So we got our hymnals back, so that's pretty good. So everything's okay then? Yep. According to Dr. Fusk, everything should be A-okay. I don't suppose he included any documentation about changes he made. I didn't see anything. Mm. Yeah, like what sick new upgrades did we get? And how does one (laughs) even upgrade this as she's just like looking at it right now, not even sure how the engineering of this works? Um, I think Dr. Fusk has left in... Dozens of sticky notes. <laughs> they might be numbered at each on the bottom, <laughs> like if it were like a Twitter thread. <laughs> and there was a point where they were organized, but upon like being put in the suitcase and then, you know, tossed around mm-hmm. as people were moving, it's all kind of shaken up. Um, and mm-hmm. so there are instructions in here, but we will have to put it together to decipher it. <laughs> Mia grabs the briefcase it was all brought to them with or brought to them in again and opens it and the casinos all start falling out and she just immediately closes the briefcase and sets it back <laughs> down on the floor of the van. <laughs> there are no notes. <laughs> okay. It might be worth talking to the doctor about when we get back. And the van pulls into a low enclosed area and parks among several other vehicles and you're all free to get out and explore the ferry. And upstairs there are comfortable passenger seats, there are large windows, there is a small concession, there is a bar. It's a repurposed tour boat. I think Flannery's pretty eager to get out of the car, stretch her legs and breathe some of that fresh lake air, I guess. Leland just runs out and rushes towards the front of the boat, not necessarily doing a Titanic or anything like that, but definitely just trying to like 
get as close to the front as possible and get like the biggest view of the sea. <laughs> Mia just whistles for Ollie and it's like, all right, lazy, walk. <laughs> Upon that, there's the shot of like Ollie hopping out of the car and the baby in the seat, like reaching out like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I think Flannery will probably go up to the front of the boat with Lin-Lin to enjoy the breeze going by. So there's supposed to be like, not big fish, but I think, was it dolphins or porpoises that was out here? Oh, really? There's one aquatic mammal, but I don't remember which one it is. Do you know the area? Um, not super well yet. It wasn't that long ago that I moved here, I guess, so I hadn't really thought to look into it. Yeah. Okay, then again, it's the lake. Do aquatic mammals show up in lakes? <laughs> Flannery's thinking, like, error processing above, like, the loading bar above <laughs> her head. I don't know. Are there, like, lake whales and stuff? Well, that's why I'm asking. Like, is there a lake whale or a lake dolphin? Are those things? I mean, I guess if they're like Loch Ness monsters, there must be, right? Is there? And, and she's like starting to like trying to look things up, but like service is not incredible, I assume. No, uh, no, nope. not great. Yeah, so it looks like she's looking through a search engine to see if there's any like nearby lake cryptids equivalent to a Loch Ness monster. And there's just bad reception. She's just looking more like, Okay, if I can see one of those, that'd be great, though. That'd be a good birthday present from this lake. Yeah. Um, so, what yeah, do I you... Yeah, I could send some pictures back to, to Jean. I, I, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I Happy think she'd love that. Happy birthday, Love Lake Michigan. Yeah. <laughs> you got it. Um, what, do, what do people do at this lake? If they're not whale watching, do they just get on boats? Fishing? Do Are we able to do fishing here, or is it too fast. I don't know. Like, it is it is just kind of a nice place to be. Like, the, the the air is fresh, the water is pretty. Yeah. I guess I can at least appreciate that. Although it would be cool if there were, like, a whale or something that would jump out at, in front of us. I like dolphins. I, I think the whale is just too big. If a whale toppled over my boat, I wouldn't really know what to do. Oh, but if it were a whale, like, maybe it would cause, like, like a big wave or something like that and it would rock the boat and, and it would be like <laughs> kind of like a fun ride if we were in our hymnals do you think we'd be able to pick up the whale oh oh these are good questions okay how heavy is the whale and then she tries to like look it up again and again no service <laughs> it's like okay okay we're gonna need to go ask the doctor like what our new limits of carrying things are because now I need to know if we'll be able to like pick up the lake monster. Elena kind of giggles into her coffee and just is watching this from a fair distance back. Just, I can't help being a little jealous of them. It's hard to imagine at that age I was looting in the aftermath of the emergence. God, that makes me sound old. Mm. <laughs> a little bit. I was desperately trying to get recruited. I didn't really have much of a choice, but... Oh yeah, back then they took anyone who could make one of those things work. And a couple of us who couldn't. <laughs> well, for your sake or maybe mine, I'm glad. <laughs> I think you're better suited uh, where you are. Oh. But, I don't know. It's interesting seeing them 
being able to act like this. It's a far cry from how those early years in the program were. Mm-hmm. I'm glad they get to have birthday parties. Yeah. Me too. I would love to hear from Baby before I do any deeds. I think in the days since the incident, even like post coming back, and I think even along the camping trip, while it definitely might feel like they've warmed up and are like happily interacting when like everyone's doing stuff, I think there is still a level of distance that they have towards people. And I think that's manifested in Baby being really into Ollie right now. (laughs) That's okay. Ollie's with the party, so. Yeah, and, like, they've just been following Ollie around and just, like, cuddling next to Ollie and, like, really just being with the dog and being next to the dog and being cuddled up to the dog as much as possible in maybe an unconscious attempt to not having to interact with everyone else. Aw. Ollie's got you. So I think then the boat does in fact have them. The the warning sirens. Everything does. And sure enough, you're in the middle of Lake Michigan on your way back to Solomon City when a voice comes over the loudspeaker very calmly, obviously pre-recorded. Angelic presence detected. Please proceed calmly to lifeboats or, if instructed by crew, to lower decks. Shit. Yeah, instant alert mode. Like, oh, God, really already? No exclamation or conversation with Flannery. I think Leland is just running over towards Mia as that's where the suitcase was. Yeah, yeah, Flannery's right on her heels. Baby does the same. Yeah, Mia turns and just addresses the kids. Make sure everyone gets to the lifeboats and safely out of harm's way. Just make sure everyone is calm and then be prepared for the worst. And Elena sighs, reaches into her pocket, pulls out her wallet, which flips open to show a badge. All right, hell operative here, let's move. Evacuation, this way just starts directing civilians. One of you clear the restrooms, the other behind the bar, and make sure that there's no one straggling. Elena, hmm? don't stay longer than you need to. Of course. Don't worry. Stay out of trouble, you four. All right, good luck. Then they give it a little nod. I think in that case, Flannery can run for the restrooms to check. Yeah. There are people in there that have heard the alarm and are just like hurriedly holding their pants up and scrambling. Yeah, and this is probably not gonna fully reassure them because Flannery doesn't have her hymnal on just yet. So they essentially just see a very short teenage girl in a sleeveless shirt and track pants run in and say, all right, everybody, uh, there's an evacuation going on. Uh, We need to get to lifeboats. Uh, Come come with me uh, quickly this way. Great way to inspire confidence. (laughs) 
I mean, they need a direction, so. <laughs> All right. Who would like to activate their hymnal? I would like to activate my hymnal. I would love that. Can you give me a harmony roll, please? Good thing my harmony's really good. Uh, a one, a three, a three, and a six. Okay. Your scanners have detected an angelic signature on the rear of the ship. Baby transforms, and it is these really long, <laughs> baggy <laughs> zoot suit. It's the same baby blue as their previous suit with a really long silver tie and a big fedora with like the the biggest feather adorned in it. It's like a silver and blue speckled feather. Very star driver. I love it. Can I pitch you that the feather is made of energy? Oh, for sure. 100%. Energy feather. Yeah. Energy feather. Love that. And (laughs) upon transforming just goes, there's an angel in the back of the boat. And immediately, like, has the spider leg, like, cloth come out of, like, the sleeves of their suit, pick them up, and then, like, go, like, over the, like, housing of the boat over to the other side. Yeah, baby on the roof. You see a familiar shape. They are dressed in stiff, old-fashioned clothing, They're wearing, like you, a plumed hat with a mask of slightly color-shifting pearl over their face. They're about Flannery's size, and they have a sword strapped to their hip. This is Julius. Julius, too. And they... It's hard to tell if they recognize you because you can't see their face, but there is a brief kind of start in their carriage. Oh. Are you all right? Baby, like, pauses for a moment. Very much startled, was not expecting this. Was fully going in like, okay, I'm going to do it. This is it. We're going to do it this time. And then immediately is faced with the person who almost killed them like a week or so before and just freezes. So while baby's freezing, how's everyone else doing? Well, uh, well, it, unfortunately, I think Flannery is still preoccupied with getting the people evacuated. So I guess, do I do an evacuate roll for that? I would love you to. Are you transforming? Um, I guess I might as well. Because um, you don't have stats if you don't. That's true. <laughs> yeah, so I guess as she's moving people along, she's going to call out her hymnal as she's getting people moving. And you have to tell us. Sunrise Vixen's appearance. Oh, I do. Yes, I do. Okay. Um, yeah, like before Flannery's armor was more like draconic, like sort of scales and horns and whatnot. And to a certain degree, it still is. It especially even has a bit more armor even. It seems to have gotten tougher in the upgrades. But I think uh, the overall look is a bit more dashing than before. Instead of the horns up off the top of the helmet, that's going to similarly to babies actually be replaced with like a wide brim hat, also with a plume. I think I I, I like a theme developing here with like 
fiery fox ears coming out the sides. Yes. And then as she swings an arm out behind her to let the sword whip come out, behind her for just a moment is a flash of what looks like a cape made of fire. And it, it doesn't stay with her, but it's very visible for just a moment there. That's rad. Yes, please. Yeah. And anyway, now I can do... Oh now you God, can what am I rolling for evacuation? What are you doing? I'm pretty much just trying to rush people to the what I think is the right place as quickly as possible. Sounds like tempo to me. Yeah. Uh, my highest is a four on that one. That is a success with consequences. You know what? I think what's going to happen is your rush is gonna... We're gonna get three people, not five, because there is congestion. People trying to get off the boats now. So now, evacuate rules will get rid of three people. Ooh, okay. I would love to hear from Mia. I would love to do some things, Kat. Mia activates turnstile Oni and just is swallowed up in pink and white energy. And the basic silhouette of the suit is very similar. It is still made up of these interlocking panels of armor, but rather than being black, cut by these bright pink outlines that glow in the seams, all of the plates are now bright pink with white breaking up the seams. And the Oni face that makes up the mask of the suit takes on just a little bit more of a, like, angry visage. And the entire back of the head is just now a massive swirling mane of white energy, like hair. And the horns are these bright white horns pulling up off of the forehead and curving back, made of energy as well. And... Basically, the back half of every limb in her back are lined with all of these little circles that are all little thrusters so that she can swing the club even harder. <laughs> yeah! Little rockets. Little club rockets. I'm in favor of it. Yes. She is just a missile shaped like a person now. Oh, God. Yeah, that's Armia. And as such... I would like to get to Baby in the shortest way possible, which is a straight line. So I'd like to go through some walls on my way there. Yeah. And just propel myself through the bar, through the wall behind the bar, and then out to the back of the boat. Yes. And then just slide to a stop in like a shower of debris and a flash of pink energy. God, you're not allowed boats. <laughs> you keep doing boats and then putting me on I them. like them. <laughs> They're God's most perfect creatures. Oh. And Julius also starts slightly at this extravagant display of destruction and speed. And then Mia just stands up to full height and she's just a tiny bit taller than before now and turns and sees Julius. He's already way taller than Julius. (laughs) You. Hmm. Well, nothing for it, I suppose. Mia immediately holds out a hand, like in a big gesture of stop, and then puts another hand back 
towards Baby to try to push them back a little bit as well. Wait. I won't be taken alive, you know. I haven't decided if I want to take you at all yet. Oh. Why here? Why right now? Following orders this time. Orders? Hmm. From who? Calixtus. I... have to... do everything according to their plan. What are you going to do here? What plan? Well, it's Calixtus, so probably... A little mindless destruction, I suppose, is what I've been ordered to do. And you intend to carry out that order? Hmm. I was going to try, but this is more interesting. Well, then, as long as it's interesting for you. Mia checks on Baby. How are, how are they doing? Uh, Baby's still pretty shaken up. I think since Mia has, like come out and, like, put herself in between them and Julius, too. I think that while still shaken, not exactly frozen, still very much frightened, but is, like, going to wait to see how Mia responds to what's going on before doing anything. I told you before, I don't like fighting children. Julius, right? That's me. Don't make me do this. You don't have to. I'm not making you do anything. What do you want to do? Hmm. Honestly, leave. Leave. Not cackling like Alexander, but in my own way. I've got no taste for violence against children. Never have. I don't think I ever have. That one already burned their bridge with me, but you, I'm not certain about yet. Leave. Perfectly good to me. Then. And just as they turn around, they stop and stiffen. There is the sound of an impact upon the roof of the boat. Julius hesitates before stepping forward very quickly and quietly saying, Do you ever wonder what it is they're using you for? And extends to you a piece of paper, a yellowed piece of blank paper. Okay. Yeah. Snag that immediately. And still very stiff, Julius is going to step right back as footsteps cross along the roof of the boat. And a figure descends. Shit. This one is large, significantly larger than Julius. Roughly Mia's size, maybe broader. It's hard to tell. They are covered in pearlescent armor like an old-fashioned knight with a long white cape trailing behind them. 
and a deep voice from inside bellows, Julius, withdraw. And Julius performs another stiff, elaborate bow. And with an incline of the head, tips off the back of the ship. Kim. Yes. Oh, they oh. are right in the edge of my close range. And yeah. as they try to escape, baby just goes, no, and like reaches out and I'm going to lasso them. Oh. And I'm going to throw them through the walls, through the bar, over towards Lin Lin. <laughs> oh, God. Shit. Uh, this bar did nothing wrong. No, this I know. This bar did nothing wrong. I don't think God's it's the same hole. Creature. It's a different... I, baby makes it's gotta be a different hole. It's gotta be a different hole. Yeah. It's gotta no. be a different hole. Mm-hmm. There's four holes in this bar right now. Two in the front, two in the back. Yeah. And none of them are doorways. I'm gonna... Yeah, we're gonna do that. <laughs> I'm gonna... We're gonna do that. Julius normally counterattacks, but is completely caught off guard by this. <laughs> Now, I think before we see the consequences of this, uh, this conversation that has been happening at the back of the boat has been going on for a while. I'm yeah. kind of curious what Linlin has been doing in that yes, time. Yes, I would love to hear more about Linlin's behaviors. As soon as she saw that baby made their way to the back to handle the angel and Mia followed suit, there are people in the bar who needed evacuation, right? Yep. Yeah, so as soon as the hole was made, she just goes through the same hole that Mia ended up making as she burst on through. And that's where she's going to look over to evacuate people and then realizing how small she is. That's when she activates her hymnal. It's time. It actually shows up as just the original hymnal she already had. And then as she's running over it and then just praying over, she's like, okay, come on, come on, come on, please work. You'll see like the transformations in the original hymnal start to transition into the new one. Around her temples, there are little metal pieces that fold out, creating a rose-tinted visor. And because everybody needs matching headpieces now, I think there are angular wings that come out of the headpieces as well, almost the idea of like a Valkyrie headpiece. Yes! Around her ankles and shoulder blades, they also jut out a little bit, as you'd expect almost like a Gundam unit and or a jet. And you can see that the jets around there start to get more exaggerated. And then there is a release of steam from the different valves of the pole arm as it's releasing some of its energy and extends to about seven feet long. And the halberd folds out to make a full sight. And then in this new form, that's when she steps in a little bit taller now as there's like a, like about a three inch heel, which sounds huge, but then you remember how big these greaves are in the first place. (laughs) And she'll call over to the people in this bar like, okay, we have an evacuation to do. Come on, everybody. Sounds like a harmony evac roll, if I'm reading you right. Okay, that is a six. Tight. Oh yeah, excellent. So yeah, you you managed to calm people down enough to get three more people onto lifeboats. All right, and then as she's guiding people out and there's a small process of, she's like standing on top of the bar, guiding people, helping pull people out at times, giving guidance and directions. And then she sees that a wall in front of her is just destroyed as there seems to be a nephilim that is thrown into this side of the bar as well. And I think Julius is flung to the side of the wall and just crushes part of the drawers. There is a bottle of amaretto that just falls by her that she just catches because she doesn't want the glass to break. 
And then she's going to go immediately put that gently down and start attacking the angel that just <laughs> was bestowed upon her. <laughs> All right, she's got a violent song going right now. So she's going to use her ability You and I, which is advance, to deal two damage, push them to near. And I think she's going to make another hole here and she'll cut it and then smash it with her fist through that wall. And then she's going to bring it closer, almost like wrapping using the scythe blade and then punch it again as she chases it into the lake. And yeah, if Julius is too staggered to avoid being thrown, I can't counterattack these either in good faith. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a, that's a tasty eight damage. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> they are not doing great. <laughs> yeah, and she's just shouting while underwater is like, you're not getting away this time. But it's like all garbled as well. <laughs> uh, if we are on the surface, you know the rules about being on the water. Give me a tempo roll or sink. I mean, I think she's like intentionally chasing it underwater. Oh, underwater. <laughs> nice. Yeah, because she's pushing it to underwater and she has to follow. Okay, yeah, that's pushing, the direction you're taking this. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're not going across the surface of Lake Michigan. We're going into... Yeah, what if there's a lake monster down here? Oh. What if there's a lake monster down here? Oh, I have bad news for you, though. Oh. You can't sing underwater. Oh, that affects things. Oh, <laughs> true. <laughs> oh. Gotta invest in scuba gear for these hymnals. <laughs> the, Can she then maybe me? just, like... <laughs> then, <laughs> then I think maybe just, like, go waist deep into the water then. Okay. <laughs> Not ideal. Not, Not ideal. Not ideal. But better than better than underwater. She Basically does, floating on yeah. Julius at this point. Pretty much, yeah. She doesn't want, or like almost like standing on top of Julius, who's trying to get up, because she doesn't want to break the bar again. And well, now we're away from the bar. The bar is safe mm-hmm. from us. Yeah. Okay. Beautiful. I think it's my turn. Yeah, I think it is. Unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The imposing figure of Calixtus III does not close the distance. Stoically watches their associate being thrown through a wall and lifts their head slightly to watch their associate being knocked out of the boat on the other side. They reach into the folds of that white cape and retrieve two pieces of yellowed paper which they throw into the air and the papers are immolated in a bright white flame for a second, like flash paper. And behind Calixtus, there emerge two hymnals. One of them in bright, noble blue with enormous iron fists and the other in a vivid magenta wielding a pair of pistols. You may recognize these. These are Hornet and Destroyer. They were thought lost in the Kingston incident along with their wielders. And Calixtus moves as if about to walk forward, stops, seems to think better of it, and leaves the other way. Perhaps to avoid getting caught up in whatever is happening to Julius. 
Something huge rises from the lake to meet them. Those of you who are outside can see what Mia saw from the beach. A huge silhouette, like a snake rising from the surface. Its scales shining and iridescent. And its head, at least the portion of its head you can see, crowned with, goodness, at least eight eyes above the waterline. How many are below, you couldn't tell. And Calixus steps calmly onto the back of this creature, casts a glance again over in the other direction, and walks down the creature's back into the lake, leaving you with, well, one unexpected Nephilim and a pair of hymnals. Um, fuck. Oh, everything is is so bad so quickly. Yeah. So there's something not fun to Leland realizing that, one, the lake monster is real, and two, it's the behemoth that might be there. <laughs> Sadly, I don't even know if Flannery noticed because she's still in the restrooms helping people get out. Well, you're helping people get to the lifeboats, so you're probably actually like... Closer to lifeboats. Okay, yeah. <laughs> okay, so at the very least, Mia on open comms gives an order. Um, priority targets at the back of the boat. Shit. And then turns to baby. And, oh man, I think she can't help herself. Dis- you know, despite not meaning to do harm. Still says... So now you choose to act. Oh. Oh. My kidneys. Oh. Oh. I didn't even like saying it. I just want that to be on the record. Oh. That's what that's Kathleen knows. That, that hit baby hard. Don't hit the baby. Don't hit the baby. <laughs> Baby's been hit enough. Oh. She doesn't actually mean it. Well, I don't know if baby knows that, though. <laughs> it sounds like she does. Yeah. And she's just yeah. very frustrated. I I, I want to check first. How many people do I have left to evacuate where I am? There are. Um, oh, I have to update my tally. There are 19 people remaining on the ship. Oh, God. That's I'm not going to use all of my turns to do that. Well, I mean, there's a faster way to keep the civilians safe. Yeah, that's what I, I think that's what Flannery's thinking at this point. Like, oh, God, there's way too many people to handle right now. And she hears Mia's message over the comms. It's like, all right, I think that's going to be the faster way to finish this. People, sort yourselves out. And she's going <laughs> to dash away from where she's at right now towards the back of the boat. Yeah. And Elena is still kind of coordinating these efforts like yeah. <laughs> surprisingly military when the occasion calls for it Leland is just checking in with me real quick he's like does this mean I have to leave this one behind oh my god um Mia doesn't even know that Linlin took Julius at this point so that just immediately clicks and she again <laughs> over the comm says shit um yes withdraw leave that one for now mm, fuck. wait but All right. 
And I think Baby starts to protest, but realizes that that's probably not going to get them anywhere. Um, She's just abandoning Julius right now, but I think as a last motion, she's going to like click a heel against Julius and then almost like use his head as a platform to just jump back to the boat. Yeah, absolutely. Insult to injury, Mm -hmm. kick off. Yeah. Yeah. And then make it to the back. I did not like that. What? Oh, um, as she's just looking over, these two are supposed to be dead, right? Oh, yes. Yeah. Now, do we see like faces or anything inside of these hymnals or is it? Oh, no, absolutely not. Absolutely. There aren't any faces. Hmm. Hmm. Hornet was piloted by the late Oluwafemi Sunday. Femi to her friends, widely known as the greatest tactical genius Hell had on staff. Destroyer was piloted by the late Jeffrey Fung. Had a reputation for decisiveness and courage, and this destroyer has not moved an inch since being summoned. Okay. We're looking at ghosts here. Neither of them have moved? Neither of them have moved yet. If I went over here and abandoned Julius to look at two skeletons, I'm going to be pretty upset. Is, is this like last time where they were playing like some kind of game with us? Are, like, are, are we even supposed to attack them? Will they even attack us? Mia puts out a hand and says, Femi? Jeff? There's one thing that you notice immediately. That is that Jeffrey Fung hated being called Jeff. And Destroyer does not react. All right, you're empty then. And Hornet takes a little hop. Well, it's not a little hop. It's a pretty big hop up onto the roof. Flannery's going to do a jump up and follow just to keep tabs on her for now at least, but she's not going to engage just yet. Yeah, Flannery also on the roof. Because she knows what that other hymnal did to like their energy and gain last time. So she's a little wary. Oh, you don't? Oh, you, you, you're not going to touch it? Not yet. You're not going to touch it? Not but, yet. Oh. <laughs> but she's going to try and make sure it doesn't get too far away or do anything untoward. It's tempting. It's very tempting, especially since she has a semi-ranged weapon. But she's holding that urge in now. She's trying to circle. Okay. Kat, would Mia remember anything about specifics of these two when in duty, like their abilities? Yeah. Hornet is a class two. Is a class two. It is a ranged attacker. It is a gunner. Extremely fast gunner and extremely deadly in the hands of a master tactician. Destroyer is a class three. Katara type. Brute force, fists and knuckles. I'm trusting all of you with that one. Don't let it get too far away from you. She preferred range. And then Mia's going to start walking closer to Destroyer very slowly with her club held in both hands. Lin-Lin will hop on the roof with Flannery and just call over to Mia. So, should we take care of these things now? They pose too much of a threat. Be cautious, but take them out if you can. And then I think that's when she nods over to Flannery and is like, okay, you heard her. Let's go. All right. 
I have a question. I have a question. Cat time. Cat is making demands. What songs is every bunny singing? Resolute. Oh, good. I'm also singing Resolute. So am I. <laughs> oh, well, I'm out of this. I chose violent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lindley chose violence. <laughs> Just checking. Yeah, the name of the song is Crash Landing. It's fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, I should clarify about basic, like, actions that we can take on our turn. I know that we can do an attack and we mm-hmm. can do an evacuation, but we can also mm-hmm. do, like, just a general action and pick a stat for it, right? Yeah. Yeah, tell me. What's um, going through your, your brain? So Flannery has taken note of this fire cape that she has, and it seems to respond to the movements of her arms and either grow or shrink with it. And she's kind of wondering if there's anything else that she can do with this. Um, And I'm wondering, here's what I'm going to sell you. Flannery's new ability is Sturdy Block, but I've called it Firewall. Beauty. I want to see if she can throw her fire cape over this thing like a big old like net <laughs> or or like a dome or something. Okay. You're trying and That's not to a power, so I have to roll for this, but I just want to check a, that this is co- that this is okay to do. Throw a tarp over the animal and grab it. Yeah. Through the tarp. With fire. <laughs> so you don't have to touch it. Yeah. I'm hearing this and I'm thinking, yes, okay, please do that. (laughs) But if you roll consequences, there will be. So in this case, this is actually probably a fairly smart and considered move for Flannery. So it's probably harmony, I think. Okay, yeah. Use your noodle. All right. Ooh, double fives. Double fives. No consequences. Yeah. I want to be consequence free. (laughs) Yeah, so basically, like, just like I said, Flannery's going to make a big old flourish with her arm, very fancy fencer-type flourish, as this flame cape flares up, and she grabs it like a matador's cape and flings it over the head of Hornet to try and tamp them down, basically. <sighs> That's very good. You know what? Yeah, you, I mean, you succeeded on the roll. You successfully restrain Hornet. <laughs> Yeah, I'm okay if it doesn't do damage. Restraining is enough for now. Yeah, and now that you're up close to it, you can hear just like a weird humming sound from inside it. Definitely not human. Mm. All right, Lin-Lin, I think I got him. Is there anything you can do? Yeah. And then I think that's when she's going to go attack it. <laughs> yes, please, lin Yeah, sure thing, <laughs> just for you. Lin-Lin. And I think it's just going to be taking a big leap and just spinning around in a circle but as she's spinning around and this thing is like a seven foot scythe and the flames and plasma are just like bouncing off of it it's like this huge 16 foot diameter ring of just light that just rams into it that's heinous is this Mm -hmm. an attack attack or a power just a straight up attack all right roll for me please all right i'll have that be volume that's a volume attack. Mm-hmm. I also got double fives. Very loud, very powerful. Love this teamwork. <laughs> Your attack damage is three, right? My attack damage is just two, so it's going to turn to four. Oh, yeah. That sucked to be Hornet right there. <laughs> 
You know, I think what I'm going to give Flannery for this successful bagging operation is that for this round, none of your attacks will count as touching. Yay. <laughs> Thank you, Kat. I appreciate the sacrifice that you're making for us. Yeah, because <laughs> I think it's a very clever use of your hymnals, and I just I just like it. <laughs> you know, there's a goose in your apartment, and you can't get it out, so you throw a blanket on it, and you <laughs> scoop it up. <laughs> that means that the one who has yet to act this round is uh, Le Bebe. That's true. <laughs> Baby's a little disheartened right now. <laughs> <laughs> heartened earlier. Baby was heartened for a second. The moment Baby was like, yes, okay. This is what's happening. What's going down immediately got yelled at. I feel so um, bad. <laughs> and so now they are less sure. And they're like gritting their teeth and like waiting to see if Mia's going to do something so that they don't do something and get yelled at again. I will say that when she gave the order to the other, she said, I'll let the three of you handle that one. So I don't, you can choose to ignore that. I just wanted to reiterate. Okay. Then, yeah, maybe it's best if baby's not around Mia right now. <laughs> Mia makes them sad. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. So they're going to go to the roof. <laughs> baby on the roof. Baby goes on roof. Baby's going to use two of their legs Spider arms. I don't know what to call them. I need to give them a real name because it gets really hard to refer to them. Um, handkerchiefs. Sure, that's what I'm calling them. I'm using uh, two of the handkerchiefs uh, to grab either side of the roof and like fling themselves on and over on top of the roof and is going to go overhead all three of them landing on the other side. And as they are landing, two more of the handkerchiefs like come out of their sleeves, wraps around the tarp that is covering our gunner here. And I'm using razor net. Yeah. Mm. So basically pinning the tarp down on top of them with added razors. Yes. Thus preventing their next attack or movement. I'm also just going to attack them. I've never attacked anyone in this game. I just realized. Oh, wow. I've never used the attack action, <laughs> I don't believe. <laughs> oh, wow. So I'm going to do it right now. I guess can it be the initial, like, wrapping of them being the attack and then the actual, like, once it's wrapped is the power? Yeah. Oh, that's very good. I like that a lot. Oh, yeah. So slicing them up a bit as you set it down? Yeah, exactly. Beautiful. I would take either Tempo or Harmony for this because on one hand, you're doing tactical use of your powers, but on the other hand, you're uh, doing it very, very quickly. I'll do Harmony. It's in Harmony with my fellow people. We're comboing. Yeah. That is a, a three and a four and a two. But I do have Resolute songs, so uh, three to six is a full success on attacks. Yeah, that is correct. You do a singular harm upon it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Look at these wonderful, competent children. <laughs> yeah. Look at these beautiful, beautiful children. Our training in the woods has truly paid off. <laughs> this is just like when we were cooking together. It's <laughs> us, us oh. doing karate kid style. Cut the meat. <laughs> this is yeah. all like helping to stir the pot, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 Hornet looks just like the bunny rock. Oh. Just like the bunny rock. 
on the inside, Mia is thinking like, man, really teaching them how to use a compass and a map is not really helping like I thought it would. <laughs> Oops. This was maybe an ill-advised trip. Oh, well, I don't know. They seem to have bonded. So Mia. So Kat. Any thoughts? The children have acted. You said you were waiting for the children to act. Yes, I was in fact waiting for the children to act and the children have done their actions. And Mia, in a rare moment of immaturity, now that the kids are no longer around to see, points and says, Jeff, what's that? And points over, destroy your shoulder. It doesn't react. Worth a shot. And then I'm going to use knock away to try and home run destroyer clean off the boat as far away as possible. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. So you're just home run slugger off the boat. Bye bye into the drink. Oh, yeah. Just rear back and then the thrusters on the back of Mia's arms just go off and swings. And there's just this nice <laughs> as destroyer goes flying. Yeah. It steals one of your gain. That's fine. I think it's going to use its one gain to use a power. That power is hurl. Okay. I think it's going to grab you (laughs) and chuck you into the ocean as well. Yeah, Mia just gets out of you fuck. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. At the moment of impact, something like animates in it and there's that siphoning feeling. And then those enormous fists reach out. One grabs the club, one grabs your forearm, and it twists as it's falling off the boat to wrench you off with it. All right, well, okay. It, however, sinks like a stone. I'm going to try really hard to not sink. Yeah? Because I still have a normal action. Yeah. And and it's um it's tempo, right? Tempo. Yeah, I get to roll a whole one. That's cool. Do it. It's a three. (laughs) Okay, so you succeed, but there is a consequence. Mm. You manage to break free and make it to the surface, but you spend a turn underwater and don't receive any gain for your next turn. Oh, okay, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) The kids have got it under control. I suppose I'll just not get gain. Shrugs underwater. Okay. (laughs) Mm -hmm. All right. So I believe that makes it my turn. Hornet busts out of the cape. Takes a big old hop backwards. And a damage from the razor net. And a damage from the razor net. That's the thing. Femi never would have been caught like that. But, as I'm sure you've guessed at this point, Hornet is hollow. Can't even yell at this stupid thing. There's nothing in there. Let's see. Flannery, take two damage. Okay, that's, I guess, one damage with my resolute song. Maybe take two damage. Uh, that's one damage with my resolute song. <laughs> take two damage. That's two damage. Then we're going to... You know what? We're going to shoot a hole in a lifeboat. No. Can I stop that from happening with a power? Yes. Well, wait, can you? Can I use my fancy new sturdy firewall thing to prevent an attack against a near character? 
Ooh, lifeboat's not near to you. Too far away. Ooh. Are oh, I, oh, I thought it was near to the enemy. Oh. No. The lifeboat is far from the enemy. Ah, oh, dang. Are there people in that lifeboat? Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay. Okay. Hmm. It does start going down. And I think that's all I'm going to do on my turn. Flannery's honestly pretty worried about the lifeboat because she spent a lot of time trying to get people into that lifeboat to save them. She doesn't want to be responsible for them potentially drowning. So I think this probably is not the smartest thing that she's ever done, but she's gonna sprint towards the edge of the boat to dive off and try and get people out of the boat or back onto the main boat or something like that. Okay. Are you going past Hornet? Are you avoiding Hornet? I guess past? Hornet's in the way. Hmm. Can I run around? You don't want to shove? You don't want to give it a little pushy? <laughs> you don't uh, give no, it a I think all pushy? she sees is the, the people in danger, so she's just going to beeline straight for the edge of the boat dive off. <laughs> I can't. I, I can't beat you guys into touching this. <laughs> oh, I'm trying so hard. Okay. Yeah, Flannery, give me a tempo roll, please. Yeah. And this is for an evacuate, I'm, I'm guessing, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, heist is a six. Perfect. So you managed to just sprint across the water and get these people out of the lifeboat before it sinks. Elena tosses a life preserver to them and you help them from the boat side. All right. To get back onto the boat. I guess we're getting back on the boat. Everybody get back in the boat. Back in the boat. Does anyone else have any movements or actions they would like to take? I think Leland's just like in a mood, so I, I think she's going to poke at it. Uh, does near range still count as touching it? It did last time. It sure did. Okay, she's going to attack it in near range. <laughs> All right, that is a one, two, and a four. Four damage. That is enough to cut diagonally through the hymnal hornet, which falls in two pieces onto the top of the boat. And a vaguely rainbow gravel just tumbles out of the cut part. Like it was stuffed with little broken shards of crystal. Okay, the one with the guns has been neutralized. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I already used my movement, so... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not helping. <laughs> Who hasn't used their movement yet and could <laughs> go save me? <laughs> I, I have my own action. I can still take two, but, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Mia's fine. Fair. A little upset, but... Aren't we all? No sign of... The other... Oh, no. Destroyer sinks to the bottom of the lake. Well, shit. No other hostile uh, entities? Mia just turns the damn hymnal off and just floats back to the surface of the water. The ferry is a mess. There are holes knocked in walls. The bar has been demolished. The ferry is a mess but it's above the lake. It's above the lake and no one died. Not something. 
Mia kind of surveys the damage and then looks at Elena and says, I should move somewhere inland. Hmm, yeah. I'm sure if you request a transfer to somewhere without boats, they'd at least consider it. I'm gonna have to sign so many more papers about property damage. Uh, And then Mia's gonna track down Baby. I think everybody's on the roof. Yeah. Yeah, I think when you get up there, you, you'll you'll find Flannery doing, like, demonstrations of her cape to the other two. Like, guys, 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 look, look at this, look at this. And pulls it up in front of her face like a matador or a Zorro or something like that. <laughs> this is so cool. Lena is, like, kneeling over with the rest of the remains of Hornet and the rubble and just trying to, like, poke and prod at it and, like, picking up a small piece to understand it. And she's just listening over and nodding with, like, a smile. Like, yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, Mia approaches the kids and walks right up to Baby. Mm-hmm. Baby does not look you in the eye. Baker. Y- y- yeah? Mia kind of straightens up, clears her throat, <clears throat> and then relaxes slightly. I'm not pleased with what happened, and I don't agree with your actions. You acted too quickly, but the way I spoke was unprofessional and out of turn, and I'm sorry. Your actions are my responsibility, and I cannot allow myself to act in that way. I appreciate what you've done. And in the future, I will try to ensure that this doesn't happen again. Baby does not look at me. And I don't know if she notices, but they clench their fists to their side and nod. I'm going to go help with the civilians. And then hops down to the top deck of the boat. Mia turns to Flannery and Linlin. Did did we miss something? Is everything okay? Um, also, this is here as she's pointing over towards the gravel and the remains of Hornet. Yeah, the stupid empty hymnal again. And this weird rock stuff. I was able to speak with Julius briefly before Baker uh, acted on impulse and attacked. They were prepared to withdraw without a fight. And Mia retrieves the paper that she was given. I think it's probably best that you finally have that conversation. And if you can talk to Baker for me, I think they're um, rightfully upset with me for being a bit hard on them in the moment. And to Kendo's previous line, um, Mia has a surprisingly high sensibility to others. 
is just really bad at talking to them. So she definitely noticed. She just can't bridge that final step. So um, if you could try to soften it a bit on my behalf, I would appreciate it. And I, I mean that to both of you, um, Fontaine. I'm not the best at that I'm, sort of thing. I mean, you're clearly trying your best. I'm, I'm grateful for that. Well. Yeah, it's not the same if you aren't here. I think you're doing it, you know? Well, I'll, I'll, I'll talk to them. Thank you, both of you. Um... And then Mia's just going to go find Elena and make sure that she's all right. And yeah, I think you find her just tending to some extremely upset and terrified people. And my next question is, who's going to the bar? Yeah, so I think that there is a menu of looking through different bars just to hop around Canada as they're just like finally crossing over the border. And this time, Elena's not in the vehicle with them, right? Uh, she might have pulled some strings. <laughs> all right. So is the car able to like fit six of us if we're like squeezed in, if we, and also including Ollie? Oh, you definitely can't take a hell van, huh? <laughs> Is baby coming to Canada? Probably they should. We very much enjoy baby's company. Yeah, they'll come for Lynn then. Maybe Elena and Ollie are back in Solomon City then. Okay. Yeah, Ollie is barred from entering Canada. <laughs> <laughs> what did Ollie do? He doesn't like talking about it. Oh, no. Mm -hmm. Someday. Oh. Kendo, when it's your turn, you need to have like an Ollie opening up episode. Ollie opening up about his war crimes. Just an entire episode of Baby staring intently into Ollie's eyes. Yeah, the taking care of Ollie, that, that'll be the solo 101. <laughs> Maybe Elena has begged off to get a head start on the paperwork. Oh, what a saint. And I think they try to go look at different bars and Lynn's just frowning as none of them are like appealing as the perfect bar to start at. And then she's just gonna turn over to Mia because whenever she doesn't know anything in a situation, she's just going to look over to Mia again and ask us like, so what's a good starting bar that we can all hang out in? Hmm. And if not, then do you think we could just go to a grocery store or something and then just, I don't know, drink out here? God. Camp some more? Sit on the overpass and Either drink way, cheap liquor? Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, no, that's like part of the suggestion. And she's looking over like, uh, is that allowed? So there's enough for all of us? Um, I mean, it's your party. Write a couple down for me. Options from the, the ones you're looking at. Yeah, sure thing. And looking over at the list, all of them are like young, hip, loud bars and clubs and stuff like that that you'd expect larger parties of nightlife and none of these seem to like match Lunlin whatsoever but they just seemed very appealing and then Mia just makes a peace sign and then puts her fingers on the page and just leans over and is like 
okay, um, those two. And then she reaches in her pocket and pulls out her hell coin, which I'm basing off of the fact that a lot of branches of the American Armed Forces will issue a service coin. And she looks at Linlin and she says, top is heads, bottom one is tails. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, that's heads. Let's go to the bank then. All right. And I, I think going inside, Linlin is clearly nervous and then after like flashing ID to like be let in, she's looking over and then realizing that Baby might not be able to get in. Baby pulls out their fake ID. Baby! <laughs> oh, what a beautiful, I should not have doubted. Baby's parents got it for them. I should not have doubted mm-hmm. the resourcefulness of our youngest child. Beautiful. Yeah, baby gets in. And just crawling off to some corner where it seems to be least loud as it is almost physically painful for Lin to actually like endure the music here. Not because it's bad, but it's uh, kind of a sensory overload. And then I think in her bag, that's when she just like pulls out like the amaretto from earlier. Oh my God. <laughs> and it's like, okay, um, I think they have cups here. <laughs> I don't think I have any money as I'm realizing that now. So I kind of found this from when- um, Guys get paid. <laughs> uh, yeah, but she is still gonna say that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, no, it's mm-hmm. fair. Like, so um, this one goes out to you, baby. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, after the hole in the wall happened, I kind of saved this and it was supposed to be broken. So I think because I saved it, it should be mine. So um, cheers. <laughs> and then yeah. realizing that there aren't any cups anymore, she's just going to like take a sip just from the bottle after opening it and then handing it over to baby. <laughs> and then she'll get like a just she's lost in thought after like taking a sip of it. And she, you can tell that it's a slight burn for her. She's not used to the idea of an actual liquor. So while this was happening, Mia stepped away to speak to the security checking IDs at the front door and ask a couple questions and returns to find them having brought in an outside <laughs> bottle and drinking it at a table. Mm-hmm. It's like, what in the hell are you doing? You, did you bring in a bottle from um, outside? I found one. <laughs> <laughs> the, the point of the bar is to is to is to order drinks. Let's at least order a drink before you just start going to the handle. She's going to wait for baby to take a sip and then she'll put it back into her bag after. Uh, baby pours a shot and shoots it back. <laughs> How, how is Baby doing? Um, Baby's a small boy. <laughs> like a little lad. Baby's like a, a little, little lad, friend. Little friend. Um, I think to the surprise of the people around them, Baby takes it very much in stride. It is not the first time <laughs> they've taken a shot. <laughs> <laughs> I love this child. I love oh. all these children. Baby's parents That's are amazing. kind of the worst. Yeah, I'm starting to learn that. And I think, meanwhile, Flannery is secretly thankful that 
She was not asked to take a sip of the bottle. I pass it to Flannery. <laughs> <laughs> oh, th- thank you. Hey. <laughs> Looks unsurely at it. <laughs> Lena would just like, you, you don't have to. Uh, I, mm, well, we we came all the way here and I, I haven't really. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I have, um, but I mm, if I hadn't, you know, Oh, what the hell? <laughs> and she takes a sip from it <laughs> and like hits her chest as it goes down because it's kind of burning and she doesn't, she's not used to that either. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's, oh, it's kind of sweet though. That's not the worst. I, I like it. It's a, I think back home family, it's the ultimate Asian compliment that it's not too sweet. I mean, I, I wouldn't seek that out, but I don't hate it. Bittersweet's nice, though. Yeah. It's smooth. Actually, <laughs> as she looks over at the menu right now, her eyes widen. Is like, okay, I know what I'm going to order. And she's going to order a stiletto, which seems to be made of a very similar amaretto with the banana liqueur as suggested. <laughs> 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 so she just ordered that and like just sit there excited. Like, I, I think that's it. And as the drink is delivered over, she'll just like raise it in the air. It's like, okay, this one goes out to baby, to hell, and to bittersweet. Mia, cheers, but with a glass of water. <laughs> yeah, Flannery's yep. right there with her. Oh, <laughs> baby ordered a double shot sex on the beach with an orange and one of the cute little umbrellas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when it arrives, Lindley will just look over with like a sigh of relief. Oh, good, it's not what it sounds like. Hmm? Oh, no, it's... <laughs> no, it's very sweet. Um, really, it tastes like just juice. And we'll cheers alongside them. Yeah, it's going to just be like sweet drinks and laughs. And she'll look over at Mia wanting to finally get the talk out. But it's birthday. That can like be a different day for adult name then. <laughs> Well, and I was going to also suggest, so what Mia did when she stepped away to speak to the security outside was to ask if there was a quieter place nearby that they recommend for a little bit of a more down-tempo atmosphere. Or even just like a, a smaller, quieter bar. Yeah. Yeah. If the, um... Oh man, I can't even talk like that because this place is probably so fucking loud. <laughs> Me like like lean leans over and it's like if this place gets to be too much, I asked one of the staff if there was a place nearby that was a little quieter. What? <laughs> Sorry, I'm not in this soon. And if y'all would like to have that conversation, we could relocate to I actually picked out a name. Beautiful, let's go. So it's a little blues bar called Picasso Blue. Ooh. Ooh. Um, and this time Mia will order a drink. She orders Lagavulin 16 meat and sits down with the kids. Lena will order a pretty cheap whiskey. <laughs> Are you sure, Linlin? I think Flannery will be a slightly more adventurous, but not too adventurous and order like just a Bellini. 
maybe even just the Virgin Bellini to make it extra not adventurous. <laughs> Baby's pretty drunk right now. Baby. <laughs> I mean, oh. while yes, they have drink before, there's still a very small friend. Yeah. Um. They get a vodka cranberry. Whoa, now. Hold. <laughs> Assuming no one stops them. So, all right, hold on. Maybe we slow oh. down a little how, bit. How, how steady is Baby at the moment? Um, Baby's not like blackout, like stumbling over themselves. No, it's nothing like that. But you can tell that they are intoxicated. It's the way in which they, they move in the way where it seems like they enjoy the feeling of motion. Um, where there are times where it's like, wait, oh, oh shit, they're about to misstep. But it's really that they have purposefully allowed themselves to like almost kind of stumble walk, you know, because they <laughs> like the feeling of falling. <laughs> um, <laughs> yep. And like as they're walking, like grabbing onto poles to spin around them because it feels good. <laughs> That's a great place to do that kind of movement in a jazz club. Yeah, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And this is, like, 100% their aesthetic. Like, the reason why they have a fake ID is because sometimes their jazz band would play at bars. And their parents are like, well, you're going to be at bars anyway, so might as well. And they got them them a fake ID so that they can drink while they did. It just makes sense. No. No. Ah. Oh, baby. So this is very much actually 100%. (laughs) They might try to get on stage and start playing. Oh, baby. This wild baby. If no one stops them, they're going to start playing. (laughs) And trumpet is not the only instrument they know. I think Lin Lin is gonna go pull baby's like, okay, I'll I'll join you and sing with you in just a bit, but we got a real talk to go to real quick. Oh what wait, hold on, wait, hold on. And <laughs> 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 will go to like scramble over to the piano to play a quick like 30 second nothing, just improvising. <laughs> Mia is apologizing uh, to the staff. But it's very good. <laughs> the music is very good. Oh, I think um, during this little ditty, like Lilian is like, cause like was still like pulling baby along and as baby pulled her along, she's just going to like lean over the piano and with like left hand, like harmonize with it just a little bit. Ah, uh, yeah, see, see. <laughs> to add a third hand to the song. <laughs> Mia passes some loose bills to one of the staff and then <laughs> walks around the stage and starts playing guitar. Hey, yo. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> And over the piano to Baby says, you get one. And then I think Lin-Lin is gonna like motion over to Flannery to like tell her like get onto stage. <laughs> My standards are a little rusty, so you're gonna have to play a little slower. Oh, that just makes Baby play faster. <laughs> you little shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> baby 100% says, uh-huh. And then just... <laughs> yep. There, and it is almost like a heartbeat that is getting faster and faster as Leland is just like taking a slap onto her hip as if like trying to use percussion with her right hand as her left hand continues to harmonize over the piano with little, almost like a ragtime type harmony to it of just like little ditties, very soft and very quick to it. Yeah. Gentle but punctual. 
Yeah, I think Flannery's just kind of helping along with the same sort of thing. Like, <laughs> she's not a trained singer, but she knows enough to use a hymnal, so she can probably harmonize okay-ish with Lin Lin. <laughs> Mm-hmm. As Mia has not expressed any outward musicality personally until now, she's actually a damn good blues guitarist. Hey! <laughs> These horrible children. I love them. <laughs> While we're playing the piano, <laughs> baby goes over. What was it that you wanted to talk about? And I think she's just going to be like laughing as like she's still like. Baby is like clearly like going faster and faster with the tempo and her, she's slapping her hip hard and it's probably going to be bruised in the morning. And then she'll just like, I was like, we can save it to tomorrow. Uh, okay, if you- Wait, 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 wait. I, I have one last request before, before you finish up Mixed Piano Maestro person. Yes. Can you play the greatest of all standards, especially on this day? Please. Oh, please don't. The happy birthday song. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Yeah, I, there's like there's the very dramatic like, <laughs> like spread across like fingers like across the whole set of keys and then silence <laughs> and then the turning towards uh, Lin Lin and then just happy birthday and like slowly like <laughs> starting it up like really slowly. Yeah. <laughs> Lin Lin rolls off the piano and just like thud onto the stage and she's just laughing. <laughs> Flannery's definitely singing happy birthday and she's trying to encourage the rest of the bar to start singing it actually too. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Mia sneaks away while the kids are having a laugh, goes outside and smokes and calls Elena to tell her <laughs> everything. I suppose the two of you talk again about how nice it is that they can just kind of act up on their birthdays. Roar to Heaven stars Aaron Cerise as Flannery, Kendrick as Baby, Jordan as Lin Lin, and Dylan as Mia. I've been your choir master, Kat. We are playing Blazing Hymn, a game based on the Lumen Engine by Spencer Campbell. Thanks to all our Kickstarter and Itch supporters for making Roar to Heaven possible. This episode was sponsored by the 1UP Podcast Network. You can find all their shows at number oneuppodcast.com. Thanks so much for your support. You're in the blub blub, trying to make it up to the up top. Aw, Kathleen, don't keep that. Aw, Kathleen. She's gonna now. Don't keep that. Oh, no, I'm in the blub blub away from the up top. (laughs) Damn it. No. No. Just wondering, um, while Mia's in the blub blub, is she also able to see Julius down here? Is Julius also in the blub blub or is Julius in the up top? No. Julius is in none of the above zones. None of the mentioned zones contain a Julius. I understand. You do see the enormous white shining form of that serpent uh, receding in the far distance. But this is like, this is the Great Lakes. It's very murky. Man, this blub blub sure is murky. (laughs) 
can't see a damn thing down here. No! I'm being cyberbullied, Kathleen! Baker. Y yeah? I had a lot of time to think when I was down in the blub blub. And <laughs> now that I'm now that I'm back on the up top. Oh, you human diaper. I'm going to <laughs> I'm getting on a plane. Joe can't save you. I'm kicking your ass. Oh my god. <laughs> down in the blub blub. I had some thinking in the murky blub blub. <laughs> and listener, we cut to Kathleen. Headphones on, hard at work. Looking at the waveforms, listening to the file. And slowly a smile spreads across her face because she knows she has the power to stop me from being relentlessly cyberbullied. And she knows she will not use it. And I think all of us here can say confidently, thank you, Kathleen. <laughs> You're a hero. <laughs> you truly are the best of us. <laughs> we could never do it without you, Kathleen. <laughs>